Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched House of the Long Shadows. House of the Long Shadows is a 1983 comedy horror film directed by Pete Walker and stars iconic horror stars Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing and John Carradine. It follows an American writer who goes to a remote Welsh manor on a $20,000 bet with his agent that he can write a classic novel like Wuthering Heights in 24 hours. Upon his arrival, however, the writer discovers that the manor, thought empty, actually has several rather odd inhabitants. I think one of you boys said when we were watching this that, like, this is, like, what, the, the Hammer Horror equivalent of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like, yeah. the, their arrival, the, the sort of break-in arrival of the three of them as they loom out of the shadows mm. is Falcon saying, on your left at yep. the end of Endgame. <laughs> like, it's just, you can just imagine that somewhere out there in cinemas around the globe, people were just creaming their jeans. <laughs> when Kush enters on screen, it was like um, Cap lifting Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they each get that introduction. The, the, yeah, the lighting was so good on them all yeah. too, because it was like they come out of the darkness, and then every single one of them just got like a a close shot on the eyes, and it lingered. It was like you know, who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was weirdly total fan service for like a film that has been forgotten by fans everywhere. Weirdly, like I, I can't imagine this film. I, I don't know if it did well at the time. I haven't looked up the numbers or anything like that, but it's. It's clearly a forgotten, I wouldn't even say a forgotten gem, because I don't think we can call it a gem exactly. Uh, but I do love that they set it up as though this is going to make audiences go fucking bananas. That's like fan service for grandpas. <laughs> <laughs> Which the boys also are in this. Like, bless them, they've still got the goods, but this is not any of them at their peak. John Carradine, <laughs> John Carradine literally looks like he's a step from the grave. If you look at it, like this is close to the end of Cush's career, mm. close to the end of Price's career. Hilariously, nowhere near the end of Lee's. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> like he's got Star Wars and some Lord of the Rings movies to still make. What a fucking jet. And he he's a machine. Insane, yeah, yeah. That he was still, like, that he was doing this. Mm. This was, like, his... Because it, it feels like this should be the, all their last hurrahs. And, like... For sure. I, I looked it up. I think Cush went for another few more years. Price did a few more, but he, he tailed off. Yeah. 
But Lee just Lee had like a renaissance. Yeah, like what <laughs> what is the peak of Christopher Lee's career? Like I couldn't even tell you what decade it would be because it's such a storied career. Like there's so many classics in there. Two thousand and one <laughs> with Lord of the Rings. Like he feels like someone who came in pretty late, right? Because he was wasn't he in the war? Like he was fighting in the war and before he became an actor. Right. Yes, there's that there's that incredible story about We've talked. We have to have talked about this story on the podcast before because it's the best story of all time. Yeah. When um, Peter Jackson was trying to give him notes on what it, what it sounds like when you stab someone, when someone mm. gets stabbed, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. This is what it sounds like." <laughs> As a man who stabbed several people, let me just correct you there, Pete. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I mean, I need to look now if he's served in the war for for real. So uh, talk about yeah. yourselves while I do some. Well, it is detective. interesting because even like early on in in Christopher Lee's career, like we've talked about this in the Frankenstein episode, so. Cushing was a name before Lee was, from what I can tell, because, like, Lee didn't get words in scripts for ages. He was there, but he was, like, Frankenstein or, or Dracula or whatever and didn't really actually get to talk and, and deliver his within his fantastic voice. And his voice is sensational. In this, like, I love that we've got, again, four people with, well, at least the three that I really know. I'm not as familiar with, um, with Carradine, but... The other three all have such iconic voices and modes of delivery. Like, obviously, Christopher Lee has that deep, rumbling baritone. Um, Vincent Price has his very sort of campy, over-the-top, dramatic way of delivering. Peter Cushing is just literally a fantastic actor. Hmm. But for this one, Cush goes with, like, one of his strangest accents we've seen to date. I don't even really know what it is. It's like, and then add to that. The guy gets drunk halfway through and stays in, like, drunk state for the rest of his portrayal in this movie. Kush has had a different accent in every film that we've seen, I reckon. (laughs) Like, Dr. Terrors, that was an absolute cooker of an accent. Oh, my God, This one, for a while, like, you couldn't really place what it was. Yeah. It was just he he decided that, for whatever reason, I'm just going to pronounce my R's as W's. Yeah, like, one of you guys (laughs) said, I think maybe he's trying to do Dutch. But then we later learned that, They've all been raised in that same Welsh. Like, they should all have Welsh accents, if anything, I guess. But they're, they're just a, one of them's American. And so they're just like, well, he spent some time in America. So now he's got an American accent. It's just insane. One of them is Vincent Price, who can only do Vincent yeah, Price. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have just, I have just checked. Yeah. Um, so Lee served in the Royal Air Force from 1941 to 46. Um, there's even like reference to that he might have done intelligence service okay yeah so he served in the finnish army in the 30s yeah then then the british home guard and then joined the air force 41 to 46 fought in a number like fought in world war Two. Mm. but like there's all there's notes about how he might have worked as like briefly in intelligence as a nazi hunter oh he's a spy wasn't he he was i think i think he was a spy mm, that's awesome what a ledge tom your next piece of imdb detective work did he ever write his memoirs or anything like that? Because fuck, Oof. I would love to read those. All right, let's uh, let's, let's let's have a look here. Because I don't, you don't want to read like an unauthorized. No, no, I want the man his... himself, if possible. Yeah, maybe he didn't because he thought he was going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So he does. Okay. No. So he's got he's got he's got a couple. So he wrote a book called Tall, Dark, and Gruesome. Mm-hmm. Great title. Yeah, which I think was written a while ago. And then he wrote a newer one in two, so okay so he wrote one in looks like maybe the eighties or nineties called Tall Dark and Gruesome about his career as a horror icon yeah and then he released another one in two thousand and three called Lord of Misrule oh love this man they both look powerful and 
Yeah, literally talking about how he fought, served in RAF intelligence and also about how he was in a heavy metal band. Okay, putting them on my bloody Christmas list then. Is that the second one that has the talk about his his army career? I imagine both would. Oh yeah, I'm looking up. I'm looking up. Um, Tall, dark, and gruesome. And it says that yeah, he details his childhood, war years, friendships with Peter Cushing, oh. Vincent Price. Robert Block and Boris Karloff, and of course, his varied and interesting film career. What have we been doing for so long not having read these books? What the, what the fuck is wrong with us? I think I'm making a purchase <laughs> possibly right now. Yeah. Does, it, does it have the people who bought this also like, and it's just got his other book? I'll have the set, thank you. <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, man. Peter Cushing, an autobiography. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Look at that cover. Oh, 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 that's oh, incredible. Kush. It's like, just to let people know, it's Kush sitting down in like a red velvet chair and he's kind of got like one finger to his mouth. <laughs> and um, Very coy, very yeah, coy. Radiating, radiating sexuality, <laughs> as always. Boys, this movie, well, we haven't talked a lot about movie, but it's not a... It, look, it's interesting. It does yeah, some yeah. nice stuff for a little bit and then it shits the bed so messily in the yeah, back half. Yes. That you you just want to you want to beat it up yeah. and never no wonder it kind of fizzled petered yeah. out into. Should we nothing. start with the good? Let's go with the good first. The premise is excellent. Yes, like I I genuinely love that. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Where it falls apart is that. Sorry, I know we're in Straight, the good. You've given one line to the good. <laughs> <laughs> good premise. All right, so here's the thing I yeah, love, okay. but I also immediately uh, this part sucks. No, right, you're right. You're right. I'll stay in the good. Great premise, yep. great setting. I think the mm. house is quite Even just cool. choosing whales, I don't know why, that, that intrigues yep. me more. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else we got? Um, I mean, the Kush. The title's <laughs> really great, House of the Long Shadows. Ultimately, mean like the reason we watched this one was because I think, obviously, the star power of, of all these classics, the name and the poster, Sean, that you showed us, because you were the one who found yep. this. We're like, yeah, we have to watch this. This has to be like our yes. final movie of the year sort of thing. Oh, I mean, the real reason we watched it is because we looked at the year and we're like, hang on a sec. We haven't done a single Kush film this year. Yeah. We've got to do a Kush film. Criminal. And so, yeah, we, we, we looked through. We tried to pick one that, you know, would be easy for people to find. <laughs> I bet we did the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this one, like, it's popped up on my radar a few times. So, it's not like one of his really obscure ones. Yes. It's just... I guess like a lot of films from that period, it can be tricky to find. Yes. So yeah, yeah. good luck. <laughs> where uh, where did you where was the one that we did? There was a Daily Motion. Daily Motion had it. You, That's yes. it. Yeah. So you know how sometimes you get ones on YouTube, but yeah, Daily Motion has it. I I also like while we're on positive things, mm. um, obviously we wanted to to gush over some Kush and he gave us Probably probably the greatest nickname ever given to a man in a film <laughs> yeah. in which he referred to himself as the Big Drip. And oh, oh yes. that was so yes, magical. That was amazing. <laughs> like you say, the, the reason I, that really worked for me, other than just being a fantastic nickname, is that it's self-given. Yeah. Like that, oh, the layers of that is so brilliant. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, like Sean said, we, we'd got to the end of the year, not realised we had, had, had done a Cushing film. So I had to see, do a Cushing film. We're looking up Cushing films and found this one with all the guys, um, which like even that is something that I love. I love the idea that someone's gone, hold on, we've got these massive horror icons, shove them all in a movie. Like obviously so many of them have worked together, but not in this setting. So like even that element to it, I loved. Like again, that is what drew it to us to this one in particular. I think it might be the first film that all four of them have been in together though, which was the biggest yes. selling factor. And it's probably like, yeah. is this... This is about 20, 25 years after they, you know, they did Dracula, Cushing and Lee. 
So it's yeah, it's yeah. like a big yeah. return or oh, a swan song, even really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like the Expendables, but for granddads of horror. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing. Like even the year, we're like, oh, it's in the eighties now. Like this is going to be interesting to the other Hammer Kush films that we've seen. But then it was. No, stay on the good, David. Stay on the good. Um, so, other good thing. Okay. Other good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another good one. Um, this is from a similar time frame in the movie yeah. when the course refers to himself as the big drip. Uh, yeah. And that is a moment in the film in which, off camera, Vincent Price calls Christopher Lee a bitch. <laughs> yes. Oh. And it feels like it was. Um Added in, like it yeah. feels like he said it. They're like, "Well, we've got to have that." I don't think we we verbally see him. I don't think we see him say it. No, but someone has gone. That's too good not to include. <laughs> we'll drop it in. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the camera's on Lee, and you just hear. Bitch. <laughs> I love the idea that he didn't have the courage to do it on set to Christopher <laughs> Lee, so they did it in, like, they dubbed it in after. Oh, I hope that's so true. I hope that's true. I fucking love their friendship. I think I think mm. that's the other thing that's the good, is that it's it's just like, a, they just, they come, like, the film itself is fine, and some of the performances are okay, but hmm. look, the, the three, John Carradine's performances, well, he's, his character is dead for a large portion of the back half <laughs> yeah, of the movie. Sure. But they, they come in, and they're all just... Immediately here, like they come oh, in at yeah. ten. They're yeah, like Kush is doing an accent that makes no sense. <laughs> Vincent Price is just Vincent Pricing up. Yeah, Christopher Lee just like rolls in immediately and is just like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> like it's just yeah, it's it's look. There is all all those elements. Like I think I would say sixty to seventy percent of this, I was having a pretty good to okay time. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there was like another 30% that wasn't so good. So let's let's jump into that then. Sean, you go first, mate. Thank you. The lead actor, can't remember his name. Can't remember the character's name, actually. <laughs> he is, he, he just doesn't the work. The actor's name is, uh, is Desi Arnaz Jr., son of Desi Arnaz and uh, Lucille Ball. Yes. Oh. And the character's name is Kenneth McGee. There you go. What a fucking dumb name. Kenny McGee <laughs> is... A fuckwit. Um, and if that had been a likeable character yeah. and actor, I would have really got into this a lot more mm, than I mm. actually did. That just that that holds it back. His reactions to everything are just like nothing really feels yeah. real. Even if it's like if you think you're being spooked, you're not presenting that yeah. at all. You're definitely not doing any fucking right, which is the one thing you're <laughs> yeah, there to do. Yes. Like he is so Yep. Happy to procrastinate any little distraction, and he's so happy yeah. to be like, "Whoop, I'm out of here." I think yep. he writes like five it's, words. Uh, to be fair to him, fuck him, and I can't believe I'm meant to defend him. It's not his fault because uh, the reason is the movie has a dog shit twist mm. that proves that none of what was happening in the movie is real, and he's just writing it all. So he's actually writing constantly from when he gets there. But well, that's it's true. just yeah. like that's what I mean. It's I don't mind so there are there are two fake outs in this. Yeah. The first one I don't mind where it's revealed that the guy who made the bet with him has played this prank on him to to fuck him up from writing. Yeah. But then that's revealed to be a double bluff and no that's just the plot of the book that he wrote and he just learned his lesson which was to to write a book but like I care about these char- characters. <sighs> Who? Who? Which characters do you care about, fuckhead? Yeah, if you remove that double yep. thing, 
the first one works fine. Works because you treat. have the early thing where he catches the girl on the phone and she is revealed to be working for the guy. Mm-hmm. So already that throws you off because you're like, ah, oh, they've already solved that. Yeah. Them all being actors. Yeah. I kind of like that. That's where you get all the, you know, that's where you get the big drip. You get bitch. Yes, you get all that. Yeah. It's fantastic. The, the tack on after that. Yeah. C- completely horrendous. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's the equivalent of it was all a dream, which is just never satisfying on any level. Plus, I like the meta stuff of like these great actors playing actors in this final movie where they're all together. I think that's fucking awesome. Actors who are very clearly supposed to be past their prime. Yeah. Like, they're all sniping at one another for, like, you know... Their performance in the house, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a bit over the top, a bit hackneyed. Yeah. That's kind of nice. But, yeah, Sean, I think the issue of him being unlikable is really hard to get over. And you do remedy a bit with the appearance of some of the most charismatic people to ever grace the screen. Yeah, I've got a theory, okay? You just mentioned how charismatic these people are. Did did they go, let's get the dullest fucking character slash actor combo to counter... We've got too much charisma on stage. We need something to counter this. Let's just get the dullest fucking guy we can. Pop him in there with the big boys. Surely. So a producer sat down and be like, so this is this is what we're going to do for this movie. And someone's going, no, 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 no. You, you can't put... If, if we don't dull this down a bit, <laughs> right. the collective boners of the American people watching this movie mm. in cinema will, will kill them. Right. We will kill audiences with their reactions to the sheer sexual charisma right. on screen. There'll be no more future generations of anybody because no. all, all genitals everywhere have exploded. <laughs> Correct. People are going to come to death. We can't have that. Do you reckon when this came out in the cinema, they wrapped all the cinema seats in like um, in tarp or something <laughs> or plastic? <laughs> Just you go in and it's like, welcome to the big drip experience. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the Kush's autobiography, the big drip. Oh, sure. Yes, it should. <laughs> Fuck it out. Tell, tell you what was nice is, um, I know, I know we're at bad and we're, 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 I've moved back to good. Sorry, Sean. Okay. I've killed you. No, I'm just thinking about a t-shirt idea. <laughs> we should have a, we should sell a Scandy Boys t-shirt that's got Kush's face. It says the big drip. <laughs> oh, yes, please. But yeah, just, oh. just the idea because it was nice to me that we've, we've seen a lot of Lee and we've seen a lot of Kush. Yeah. We as a collective aren't big Vincent Price. Like the, he's like no, a big true. one and he's just missing mm. from our kind of yeah. Yeah. collection. So it was nice to, to, to finally get him in. I agree. Yeah. And I loved his performance. I like it's, 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 it's so funny because he's such an icon and his performance is so like, I think I'd probably know him best from the three episodes of the Simpsons. They've riffed him on or whatever. Like, but it's seeing it in action was genuinely a draw, joy. It's just so over the top and so camp. I just want to hear him talk all day long. It's fantastic. Boys, there is a episode of the original Muppets show, oh. uh, which is, of course, now on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Uh, where the guest of the show... So every episode of the Muppets show had a human guest, you know. Yep. It might have been a musician. You know, Julie Andrews did one, you know, back in the day. One time, it is Vincent Price. Oof. And the episode is so funny because there is a scene in it in every episode, Kermit interviews the star at some point and they kind of sit on a couch. Yeah. So during that, it is revealed that Kermit is a vampire and he bites Vincent Price on the neck. <laughs> and Vinnie Price absolutely fucking goes for it. <laughs> like Michael Caine okay. goes for it? Okay. Yep. Oh. Well, not not as not as Michael Caine, because I don't think Vincent Price can Michael Caine, no. if that makes sense. Like I think he goes for it to the to the realm of, of what he's capable of, but yeah, it, it's impossible not to love these three men. Like no. impossible. Tom, we need to like watch that for a bonus episode or something. Oh. That sounds a fucking joy, right there. Yeah, Abs- lock it in. <laughs> 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, let me ask you guys this then. Were we scared from this movie? No. <laughs> I, I tried to be like, oh, there's some moments. There are some moments of almost yeah. something, but I think we all knew. Let, let's let's lower the bar and talk about those almost moments then. <laughs> Hang on. Can we talk about the lighting? The fact that he goes oh, into yeah. this house that has no electricity, no lighting. It's been unused for 40 years or whatever. And yeah. before he even lights one candle... It's like daylight in there. It's so bright. <laughs> yeah. Boys, I don't think you understand. So the lighting was from the um from the film crew lights. <laughs> oh right. I, I just, thought it was from the two candles that they had present. And it just somehow <laughs> these are the best fucking candles you've ever seen. I just wish they'd done like an arrested development type gag where the camera just pans up a little bit and you catch like a boom oh, mic yeah. and a and a light in there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I wish they had two. I wish they had two. It's probably in there. Mm. In the in the synopsis, so I, I in the synopsis I read at the start, it said comedy horror. And I'm like, oh, I kept comedy. it in there. Yeah, that's what it said. So I kept it in there. But I don't know that that's actually true. I wish, I wish this one song for these great actors was exactly that. That they just lent into this full on over the top sort of Mel Brooks style comedy yeah. where they just are playing a horror movie, but it's completely just ripping on Hammer all the way through. Yeah, I think at the because this was made in the 80s, and I think while we were watching it, there were a few times where we said, oh, if you add, you know, 15 or 20 years to when this film's made, yeah. this is genuinely probably a scary scene right now. Yes. It's just the way that they shot it and some of the lighting, and it's not really effective and working to generate scares, but no, today it probably would. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Like you said, the premise is actually fucking fantastic. Like, mm. there, you've got a reason for him to go there. There's a reason for him to be alone. Already, as soon as we see the caretakers, it's like, well, this is something's already off, but nothing's actually gone wrong yet, which I think is the best way to build horror, mm. where we know something's going to go wrong. We've already seen something that's wrong, but we can't put our finger on why yet or how it's going to twist into this fucked up version. Remake. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys as well, is is how would you remake this? All Who right. would you get in there and how would you remake it? I'd remake it. I'd, I'd get rid of the double twist. I'd just keep the twist. I Fuck love the this. idea and I'd probably do it a bit earlier. So you get to enjoy the joy of like mm-hmm. the exuberant actors a bit more. Immediately, I kind of, I kind of want it to maybe be like George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Okay, yeah, yeah. Denzel, perhaps as a trio. I think you need a horror star in there, a modern day. Yeah, you probably star. do. So who are your, who are your horror icons right now? So do you what? Do you make this movie in like thirty years, and do you get like Patty Wilson, uh, Bill Bill, Bill Skarsgård yeah, yeah. from it, like? Like who do you the, the I think the thing is that this movie works so well because there's no one like these are the big your big three like to put it into context and this is relevant context mm. because this movie sucks 
You've got a you've got movie with three of the biggest names of that genre going round. Recently, we had a movie made that features some absolutely huge names in uh, Red Notice, and that yeah. movie maybe one of the worst films ever made by. You are a correct, movie. sir. We need to go horror. I think we need to do it now. Do we go Bruce Campbell? Ooh. Okay, we go Bruce. Bruce. Yes. We go Kurt Russell. Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. I'm on yep. board. What about Sigourney Weaver? Get her in. Oh, that's good. I was also thinking Tony Collette could be an option. Oh, yeah, nice. That's good. Very that's good. good. That's good. I, I I feel like we need one. Oh, boys, 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 boys. Hit us with the good boys. stuff. Boys. The final member of the family, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue boy himself. The tongue boy himself, uh, Mr. Scream. Yeah, okay, I'm on board for that. I'm actually very on board for the that. The cast of Scream could also just be the cast of this. <laughs> I mean, like you really could. They are like you could get you could get um Courtney, Courtney Nev Cox, Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, yeah, get yeah. them all. Or like but you could even like look like you could get Michelle Sarah Michelle Geller could be the writer. Like you could you could really go Oof. Now that we're now that we're I'm hooked on the Bruce Campbell, Kurt Russell. That's kind of mm. that's kind of fun. That's a pretty potent mm. mix. Oh, that's, yeah, that's powerful, man. You could just have you could go really ridiculous with it instead of having like a, t- a three or four sibling family. There's mm. ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper yeah. by the dozen. Yeah. Meets yeah. <laughs> fucking House of Long Shadows. I love that. I love that. All right, let's let's go jump back to the actual scary things. Okay, to me there was two things that were like. A little bit creepy. There were some dolls in that. Once they opened the room of uh, yep. the the brother that had been locked, supposedly locked. Roderick, up forever. Roderick, thank you. There was some creepy dolls. Creepy dolls will always creep me out. So I, I gave them a tick for yeah, a little bit creepy, a little bit scary. And then the deaths themselves, while the prosthetics weren't as good as they could be. I respect that they were brutal and disgusting and they just went for it. Acid yep. face. Acid oh, face, yeah. Tom. Huge. Yes. Big swing. Yeah. yeah. I felt like it landed personally. I was shocked by that. I was literally like, whoa, fucking hell. Like, we obviously hadn't had the reversal yet. So I was just like, oh, no, that woman literally just splashed acid on her own face and we watched it happen. I've um, still been doing this. So I wanted to research to see if there was, like, how much money it made. Mm. Any of the goofs would... Can you see any lighting stuff while we're thinking? Because it's not particularly scary... Boys, I've um I've uncovered some incredible detective work. Okay. Don't do any detectives on the case. So first of all, this movie ran out of money three weeks into shooting. <laughs> I'm surprised it's shot for three weeks. That feels like it was his whole runtime. Apparently it took five weeks oh, to, okay. to shoot it. And it cost under a million pounds. Oof. Um the producers never read the script. Vincent Price was offered the movie, accepted before the script had even been written. Oh, that's how you get quality, yeah. That's how you get quality. And the best fact I found was that John Carradine fell asleep during the dinner scene. (laughs) He's just asleep for most of that dinner. It wouldn't have shocked me if if he died on day one of filming. (laughs) (laughs) And they just kept his corpse on set to be like, well, we've got to finish this movie. It's just very, very funny. But I have also learned an incredible fact. Okay. So Vincent Price... Born May 27, 1911. Yep, yep. Christopher Lee, born May 27, 1922. Don't tell me the Kush. Peter Cushing, May 26. Oh, wow. That's still impressive. Yes. Yeah. Could have been a triple. Could have been a triple. What year was Kush? 13, 1913. Yeah, so Lee was a bit younger. So you would have had one, two, three... Yeah. 27, 27, 27. Imagine the birthdays. <laughs> right? Surely they surely they go like Kush is the first one, so they go to his place and then it just rolls on. <laughs> Ending in an orgy of some kind, I should imagine. <laughs> As every interaction with the Kush does. <laughs> Kush <Yes>. does. <laughs> if it's not dripping, it's not cushion. <laughs> 
All right, lads. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? They're dumb. Everyone's dumb. Yeah. Oh, so fuck. I mean, how, actually, how do you even answer that question? If we're giving... Which layer are we looking at here? The the original layer of this is a haunted house story. It's all not all of them. Like, well, yeah, it's so hard to take away that fucked ending and give it any kind of actual proper critique because it's such a sh- dog shit ending. The ending sucks shit too. Because Sean, there was a point in the movie where I was like, I think this movie's committed the cardinal sin of film, yep. which is lying to the audience. Yep. Mm. And then I was prepared to forgive it because of like bad acting, kind of fake out. Because I was like, oh, that's entertaining and a bit silly. But then with the other reveal, it's like, no, no, no. There's still so many, like the acid wash thing. We mm. see that. So yes. if that's faked, why, why do we need to see that? Yeah. Every, the other deaths that happen off camera that we don't see, fair enough. Why do we spend so long with Mary in the tunnels when, right. when, when old mate's gone? Like there are so many times where we are with another character who is not Kenny McGee. Yeah. What a fucking dumb name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was even just thinking, you know how there's that scene where there's like the couple of hitchhikers or tourists or whatever they are, and there's a scene where the guy slaps his wife and you're like, oh, fucking hell, what a dog. Was Kenny McGee anywhere around there or was he just really fucking going with it? He was ad-libbing some slaps in there. He wasn't around. I don't think. I, I no think one was. was. No one was. Everyone rushes in to see what happened. Right. And, so yeah. who's that for? But again, mm. all of it is taken away because that's not the actual ending we got. This is something that he's then written. So it's just that he's a terrible fucking writer and he's even lying to the audience. Yeah, that, so sorry, that makes me laugh too. The whole thing of like, oh, I'll write it in one night. The publisher doesn't put any like conditions on it. Like, oh, it has to right. be good. Like, you can't, just, <laughs> you can't just write shit, which is what he right. did. Well, because yeah, here's the yeah, thing, yeah. right? The guy hasn't read it yet because he's like, I look forward to reading it, right? Mm. But he gives him the $20,000 before he's read it. Yeah. So, oh, idiot. Idiot. And then, and then, old mate's like, I learned a valuable lesson and throws the check into the fire. That was so fucking dumb because why? From your own story, you were inspired by your own fucking story, you hack piece of shit. (laughs) As well as he meets the, the guy's assistant and she has the same name he happened to choose for his character. And this is meant to be like some revelation, some like amazing spooky occurrence, coincidence, whatever. What a load of crap. Ah, oh, they should have just kept, ended with the big drip. You say, Kush calls himself the big drip. End of. Roll credits. We're done. Yeah, yeah, correct. I'm upset, boys. Yeah. I'm upset. So, characters act foolishly. The writers of the film, very foolish. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's jump to how would we do in this situation. Well, we're not getting any books written. Mm. Let me just yeah, say. I, yeah, I guess we're the writers here, which that's fun. We get to go to Wales together. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, we actually have a really good... Um, reference point for this because the the three of us have gone on a few Skeddy Boys retreats now. Yep. <laughs> and ostentatiously these are meant to be writing retreats slash some recording. We'll do a bit of recording while we're there. Of course we're gonna watch some movies while they're when yeah. they're at Skeddy Boys retreat. We inevitably get fuck all writing done every <laughs> single time. Yeah. So we actually already know how this movie goes. Uh, we watch a bunch of horror movies and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. we get sucked in by the cush. <laughs> the big drift himself. Happens every time. <laughs> the, the minute they walk in, we'd be like, pens down, boys. Okay. Party Did you see time. that entrance? I'm not writing after watching that. The 26th of May. Tomorrow's the 27th. Let's go. <laughs> as soon as cush comes in, pens down, dicks up. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten so horny over, what, an 80-year-old at this point. <laughs> yes, but as we've established, yeah. he gets better with age. Power of the Kush. Yeah. Power of the Kush. Well, 
on that note, I think that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. Uh, I've been David. I've been Sean. Uh, I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to contact us, suggest movies to watch, tell us other great Kush stories, please do. Uh, and you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Scaredy Boys. Or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And you can call me the Big Drip. Stay scared, everyone. If it's not dripping, it's not cushion. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.